0: How many of you right now are working from home? Like you're apparently you're, you're not essential personnel, and so you're working from home and you're having to figure things out. Uh, hey, look, right now I'm working from home. Um, I am in my shed right now. This is I've said it before, but this is like this is no luxurious film studio. I am in my shed. In fact, it, I could be fancy and call it a workshop, and like I do work in here. Um. But that would be too fancy this is if you've ever seen my shed in my backyard like shed is a that's like giving a lot more credit than it's probably <laughs> deserved we're being creative right now because of this whole quarantine social distancing thing and so like we're making a lot of uh, amendments to our normal things that we do and so maybe you're staying home and maybe that's affected a lot of what you're doing i've enjoyed watching how people have been creative with it have you seen jimmy fallon do his his show uh, from home with like his kids like coloring in the floor it's, it's been awesome he's interviewing People over Zoom calls and stuff. It's been really cool to watch that. Uh, Maybe you saw the NFL draft last week. That was actually pretty impressive. There were hundreds of video feeds from all of the potential NFL draft candidates, also all the coaches and all their staff, and everyone's at home. Like that was an official NFL rule. You could not go to your facility. You had to be at home, and um, it was really it was really neat to see how people kind of work that out. Uh, I think the king of stay home and work has been uh, have you seen john krasinski and his weekly feature called some good news if, uh, you, if you haven't seen some good news go to youtube and check it out today it's, it's great and so basically john krasinski was famous he was jim from the office the tv show he was also uh, jack ryan in the amazon show um so that's kind of like how he's famous but he's really made a name for himself with this some good news thing where he is a a news anchor and he's doing it right in his house And he only reports good news and it's become like a weekly date for my family we love when the new some good news video comes out so anyway check that out if you haven't checked it out it'll make you smile it'll probably make you cry i love it but i'm loving uh this creativity that we're all having to do and at the end of his show every week john uh he stands up and from the waist up the whole time he's been a news anchor he's got like a suit on with a tie but then he stands up to see that from the waist down He's not dressed up like he's normally wearing like a bathing suit or a pair of shorts. I think he was in his underwear this past week. Like, uh, and it's that's the gag at the end of the show. Um, I'm a Boy Scout leader for a troop here in town. I love Boy Scouts. I talk about it a lot. Uh, and this past week. I did a Scoutmaster conference with one of our scouts who was uh, ready to advance to the rank of First Class. Uh, if you know anything about Boy Scouting, you know that First Class is a pretty important rank to earn. And so, me and another leader were doing that Scoutmaster conference. And look, I know that some of my fellow Scout leaders are watching this right now, so I'm totally going to sell myself out. But I'm in that Scoutmaster conference, waist up, full Class A uniform, dressed to a T, looking good. Waist down, basketball shorts and socks. <laughs> it's just I'm not going to front, man. It's it's That's how we're doing life right now. I got to give props to my man, Ethan. He's the Boy Scout that was on the call with us. And uh, he was in his full uniform, had his pants on and everything. Good job to have your pants on, man. Uh, <laughs> but that's just kind of like, that's kind of how things are. Uh, in fact, odds are good that right now, you have come to church today, to church in your pajamas. What a time to be alive. <laughs> this is the world we live in. Now, outside of the fact that that's just like, funny and interesting to talk about. That actually is directly how I want to start our teaching this morning. Because today, uh, we are talking about what it means to clothe ourselves. Clothe ourselves. Not physically, but spiritually. What are we putting on? Maybe more importantly, what are we taking off and what are we clothing ourselves with? We've been in this teaching series through the book of Colossians called uh, A New Mentality. And, uh, and we're on week three. And this week we're diving into chapter three. So grab a Bible if you got one. I got mine right here. Uh, Colossians in chapter three. And as we sit in chapter three, we're going to finally get to what's been our anchor passage for this, this whole series. Paul's big focus for the whole book of Colossians has been to make the case for Jesus is supreme like that's his number one point he's got an unparalleled greatness and so he's made the case in the first two chapters that he's Jesus is God in the flesh that Jesus is the rescuer of our soul that he's the king of the dominion of light uh, that he's the provider and the creator of all things so that's what we've been talking about so far and today as we get into chapter three there's kind of a shift of focus from kind of proving who Jesus is to showing us what that should mean to us And how that should impact our lives and how we should be different because of it. How our mentality should shift. So, once again, let's return to Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Let's just, let's read the first uh, three, four verses right there. Here we go. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now, we've read this a lot of times, and we're finally going to kind of unpack it some today. My kids are the champs of setting their minds on something. Parents, you will know what I mean, because like once my kids get something in their mind, like I hear about it all the time until like it is fulfilled. They get what they want or they Get punished for not stopping talking about it, like, whatever it is. And, like, and my son, uh, this is actually a good story. I'm pretty proud of him in this way. He has harnessed his ability to be laser focused on something for good in, in a couple of instances. For example, back uh, at Christmas, he got a new bike, uh, a mountain bike, for Christmas. And uh, but he became just obsessed. He has set his mind on like upgrading this bicycle. It's like he he just wants to totally upfit this thing. So he's like got new handlebars. He got a new little gooseneck thing to hold the handlebars. He got he got new shifters. The shifters that were on there were brand new. They were fine. No, I gotta get different kind of shifters. Uh, he's looking into new brakes for the bike. Did you know that bicycles can have disc brakes? I'm a pretty mechanically inclined person. Like I work on cars all the time. Didn't know that bikes could have disc brakes until recently and my son was like, Yeah, I need disc brakes. Wow. And they're pretty sweet. And so like, and he is obsessed with this thing. And so he's like teaching himself things on YouTube and he's talking to his friends uh, about how to work on his bike and, and it gets his mindset on it. Now, this is a welcome change because parents, you know what it's like when your kids get their mindset on something and it's like mostly just annoying. Dad, what? Can we get a puppy? No. Can we get a puppy? No. Can we get a puppy? No, I said no. Okay. Can we get a puppy? No, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's maybe you set your mind on things before and, and it maybe it was a job or a hobby or a relationship that you set your, your heart on. We talk about setting your heart, setting your mind. like And you're focused on this thing. Do you remember how focused you were? Do you remember how often you thought about it and the things that you did to, to get it done or to make it happen? See, like living a life for God, is so much more important than saving money for bike parts or wishing for a puppy or even like looking for Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright, And those are all noble tasks, I guess. But sometimes we put so much more energy and so much more effort on those other things and we put like next to no effort in setting our hearts and setting our minds on what God wants for us. Paul says, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. But setting our hearts on Jesus, it's hard. It's really hard because there's so many other things to focus on, so many other things to set our minds on. Uh, Dave Ramsey is a teacher. He's got a radio show, written some books, and he's like a financial organization guru. Uh, And he teaches a class that we offer at our church uh, called Financial Peace University. Anyway, I want to quote this thing that Dave Ramsey says, and it's pretty important. He says, if you show me your calendar and your bank account, I'll show you what's most important to you. It's fairly measurable for us to see what we've got our minds set on. We've got our hearts set on. And so developing a new mentality that is around Jesus, it takes some deliberate, intentional shift. And that's what this whole new mentality series is all about, is to really challenge us like, to do that. And to, to make it measurable, to say, like, how can I see in my life where I'm starting to have this mentality? So we've just been looking at this, this anchor passage, chapter 3. In verse 2, it says this Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And so we're talking about eternal things versus temporary things. And verse 3 kind of puts it in focus. It says, For you died. Wow. You died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So I'm not gonna get into what's the difference between setting my mind on something and setting my heart on something. I think the short story is, it's pretty much the same concept. We could parse it out and split hairs and it could be slightly different. But the idea is not so much on like, whether it's my mind or my heart. The question is, what is the thing that I'm focused on? The thing, the idea, the opportunity, like whatever. What is the thing on my list that I'm focused on? Does that make sense? What is that, you can make a list. In fact, at the end of our time today, we're gonna gonna make a list. So if you got a piece of paper and a pen, go and grab that, pull it, because you're going to need it in just a minute. You're going to need that. He reminds us, Paul does, he reminds us of the person that we were and that we are before we accept Jesus. And he says, you died to this old way. There was a person that you used to be, and now you should be a different person. So verse 5 makes a list of things that we should have died to, things that we should have gotten rid of. Verse 5 says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. What are those things? He says sexual immorality, impurity, lust. I'll pause there very quickly. I know we have a, a kind of a mixed audience and you know kids are in the room, so we're just going to kind of skip through this, but you're a smart person. I, I think it's interesting that he uses three different words to describe the same basic carnal sin. It's this sin of immorality and sensuality and, and these things that please only my body, and they're very selfish or they're very physical. And so it's and it's like at the top of his list every time, all throughout Paul's writings, he lists these kind of concepts. Uh, and, and it's really important to see that and how powerful these things are. Then he says, he keeps on going, he says, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry as in idol worship. This is, it, I don't know if you notice how quickly this thing turns. So I'm like, here's a list of things that you should avoid too. Because if you don't, you are practicing in idol worship. Do you know when our evil desires, our sinful thoughts, go unchecked? According to this passage, we have sunk, sunken into idol worship. That's, a, that's quite a charge against us. And so it's like we're cheating on God, you know? We're going behind his back and we're doing things that are completely out of character for him and not honoring him. And so he reminds us that that's the kind of person you are before you accept Jesus. He said you died to these old ways. Uh, and I don't know how often we think about the fact that we do evil things, I mean, lies, dishonesty, immoral things. There's a long list and you know what your own vices are. But when we actively pursue those things, We are totally turning our back on God. It's idolatry. Okay, so that's the point he's making there. And then we've got a list of things that we need to put to death. Verse 6. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. He says, you used to walk in these ways in what you once lived. But now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. That's a hard one. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and you have put on a new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. All of these very common stumbling blocks, uh, things like lying, anger, uh, you you can't have your mindset on Jesus while you're thinking about these such things, these types of things. I mean, you can't like they're they're incompatible. They can't coexist. A mindset on Jesus and a mindset on these other things, and and so we got to stop. Throughout the Bible, the number one thing that God calls us to, all humanity, whether it's through prophets or every writer in, in, in the Old Testament, through the poets, through the apostles and the New Testaments and the writers there, God's number one message for mankind is this. Repent. That word repent, it means turn your heart back to God. Turn your heart back to God. This message from Colossians 3 is like the fundamental foundational lesson taught by every teacher. Throughout the entire Bible, turn your heart back to God. Set your mind on heavenly things, not on earthly things. In our physical life, every single day, uh, we, we wake up and we we get dressed. Presumably, like I know, we're living in weird times. But like, it, it's a metaphor, follow me, okay? We get dressed. That's how we start our day. And like what we put on very much kind of sets the tone for where we're headed for the rest of the day. I mean, you, you might put on your work clothes because you, you're going to work. You might put on your church clothes because you're going to church or your pajamas because you're going to church. You might put on your yard work clothes because that's a little bit, you know, you got your dirty clothes that you don't mind messing up. You might get on your go to the beach clothes. You know, you might have on your go on a date clothes and be all fancy. you got your sports fan clothes on so you can pull for your favorite team. Maybe you wear your, uh, ET phone home, uh, outfit for COVID-19. You know what I mean? Like that hazmat suit, the, um, the mask and the gloves like like that because you're prepared for something when we get dressed we are preparing ourselves for something physically and paul uses that same getting dressed language to talk about how we prepare ourselves spiritually verse 9 said it he says you have taken off your old self with its practices and you have put on the new self it sounds like a wardrobe change And I love this. I love this metaphor. I love this picture because we get it. This physical distancing uh, quarantine time, it's actually allowed us to develop a lot of new habits. Uh, And some of them are probably good. Some of them are probably bad. I've I've been working hard to develop good habits because my bad habits like quickly like outrun my good habits all the time. So I've, I've got some intentional things I'm doing every single day. And, and, and you can call me out on it. You can ask my wife and my kids about it. Like I'm doing certain things every single day because I know how easily I can shift into bad mindset, bad mentality. But what if while we're going through this time where things are weird, what if instead of just struggling to remember what day it is or, or did I change my shirt since yesterday? Like Instead of just that, because that's going to happen. What if we also put a lot of energy and focus into a new mentality, into shifting our mind from earthly things to heavenly things? What if that became one of the driving forces behind what we're doing right now? I think verse 12 from our passage really brings it home for us. Look look what Paul instructs us to do in verse 12. He says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with... Now, okay, he just told us some things we need to rid ourselves of, to take off. Now he's going to tell us things that we need to clothe ourselves with. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience and he says bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love which binds them together in perfect unity look today's lesson isn't rocket science Okay, I don't have to unpack this, but so much because I think we get it. We get the idea. I mean, you're 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 sitting in your living room or wherever you are right now, going to church during quarantine. Like you at least have some desire, and you've made it this far into a, a recorded service. Like you, you have some idea of what it is in your life that you want to shift. But I want to encourage you. I want to push you. I want to poke you, and poke myself. And say, let's be serious about it. So I don't have to unpack all the things we need to put on because I think we know what those things are. Go back and look at that list. I think that Romans uh, chapter 13 verse 14 does a really good job of summarizing all of these ideas uh, in one sentence. He says, rather clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. I'm just going to put that and leave that up on the screen for a minute. Look at it. Flip through your Bible and underline that, okay? Because okay, getting dressed is one of the first things you do every day. It's where we make the choice about how the rest of our day is going to go. Like that's the whole kind of analogy that we're drawing here. And a new mentality starts every day asking myself, have I clothed myself with Christ? Have I clothed myself with the Lord Jesus Christ? So here's an exercise you can do right now. I told you uh, you might want to get a, a, a pencil and a piece of paper. Uh, you can type it in your phone. Grab that stuff real quick. I want you to make a list of the five things that consume your life the most. Top five things. If you can only think of two or three, that's fine. If you can think of 12, that's fine. But I'm going to challenge you to do five, okay? Five things. Five things. What things consume your time? What things consume your your finances? What things give you stress? uh, What things do you give your love and affection to? Five things. Take a second to do that. And while you do that, let me tell you, there's going to be a couple of questions that are important to ask about each of those five things. Because one by one, you can go by your list and you can ask two, maybe three questions of each of those items. Uh, Here's the first question that you need to ask of that item. The number one thing on your list. Look at that number one thing. And if you only got to one so far, start with that one right now. Ask yourself, is this something I need to take off my list? Do I need to take it off? Like like changing my clothes? Do I need to rid myself of this thing? If it is 100% focused on temporary earthly things, if it's about making money just to pay bills, I mean, that's just going to, you know, if it's going to be something that no one's going to care about after you die, then it's probably, it's probably an earthly thing. Okay, even if it's just your hobby, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying make the list. Ask yourself, do I need to take this off my list? That's the first question. That's for you to decide. I I can't decide that for you. Here's the second question. Uh, If you're going to rid yourself of that thing, uh, God doesn't want us to go around spiritually unclothed. He wants us to put on other things. What do you need to put on instead? There's a great list of things that we just read from Colossians 3. Maybe you need to decide how can I can clothe myself with compassion and patience and love and, and bearing someone else's burdens and all these things. Like, how do I how do I work that in? This is the mind game. This is what it takes to, to build that new mentality. So is this something I need to take off? What do I need to put on it instead? Here's the third question. And this is, I think, going to hit most of our lists more often than the first one. And it's this. Maybe you looked at the list and you're like, these are bad things. They're not terrible. Because maybe on your list is like, on my list would be maybe my family. Like, easily top five. Top one, easy, you know? It's on your list, and there's a way that some of those good things can be completely worldly, earthly, temporary. But the question is here's question three. If that's the case, how do I transfer ownership of this item to Jesus? I guess one thing to say, man, uh, you know, I own a business, and it's 100% up to me to take care of this business and my employees. That's good. That's responsible of you responsible of you. Great. But what would it look like for you to go, no? Everything I own in my life is a resource of the kingdom of God. How do I hand over ownership of this item to Jesus? Keep your employees, keep your business, keep everything you're doing, but say, how do I leverage this for the kingdom of God? And go through you know your family if that's the only thing. these children, this spouse of mine, they're not mine. They're not my property. Jesus loves them more than I ever could. So how do I focus all of my relationship with them towards helping them grow towards Him? And you can do that with every item of your list. Those are three great questions. It's an exercise that you can either do right now or continue it as we do our communion time in just a minute. And doing this with the top five things in your life is going to require a new mentality. Not my will, but His be done. If you're not a Christian today, you're joining us and you haven't like maybe made that full on commitment to Jesus, this clothing thing works great for you too. I, I love this passage from Galatians. This is Galatians chapter twenty, chapter three, verse twenty-six. We were in Colossians. Galatians was also written by Paul, and he says this in Galatians three twenty-six. He says, "So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ." Th- this idea that you can, you can accept the new wardrobe. You can go to Jesus and you say, "I want to." I I want to be in your kingdom. And if that's where you are, please reach out to us on Facebook. Make this decision today. I mean, we're on Facebook or you can email anybody through our church website or maybe you know a Christian that you can just call. Odds are good that you do because you found this feed somehow. But we can't just walk around clothing ourselves with the things of this world and expecting everything to work out to God's glory. It's not going to. I want to, I want to, encourage you, don't let COVID-19 stand in the way of what God wants to do in your life. Don't allow yourself to become spiritually lazy, whether you are a longtime believer or are just getting into Jesus today. Instead, let's develop a new mentality where we chase him with all of our might. Let me close with our passage from earlier. This is Colossians 1 starting at verse 1. Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. It's the new mentality. Let's pray.